of the Market Marauder Show. Be in the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great week out there. Able to lock in some profits. Still a very volatile week we have ahead of us. Um, so let's jump into some of the articles of the things that are going on in the market. So first, uh, in the previous week that we had, uh, Peloton announced that they will be replacing their CEO and cutting 2,800 jobs. And so Peloton announced that it will lay off about 2,800 employees, including about 20% of its corporate positions. Uh, and this was the move uh, that their CEO Foley uh, hinted a few weeks ago. The company also is reducing the number of warehouses it owns and operates and expanding delivery agreements with third-party providers. That will help the company save about $800 million in annual cost. So Peloton is a company that really took uh, shape during the pandemic. Uh, they sell exercise equipment, uh, most notably known for their exercise bikes, uh, which during the pandemic, gyms were closed, uh, or during the height of the pandemic, gyms were closed. So a lot of people bought a lot of their um, items, a lot of their gym equipment. Uh, they do have a subscription service for it, uh, but it seems like the company has uh, started to turn downward uh, since then as gyms are open back up. People stopped using uh, their equipment, um, and so it seems like there's a large restructuring for the company as a whole. So, um, you know, Peloton is publicly traded. Um, it is a company that you can buy on the stock market, um, but Definitely want to look at uh, to see, you know, what's going on with the company moving forward. There were rumors, um, which are just rumors, that Nike and Amazon were potentially looking uh, to purchase Peloton. Now, this was leaked by uh, someone from Peloton and later confirmed that this was not uh, true, but definitely helped the stock uh, shed some more light um, as the company is entering this restructuring uh, or rebuilding time um, in their company's future. So I think it's very interesting to see um, a company restructure, see if they can survive. Um, you know, business, running a business is not guaranteed. Uh, they're not guaranteed to make profits. Things change, markets change, the economy as a whole changes. Um, you know, you have to stick to your business model, uh, but then find ways to kind of uh, reshape and change with the ever-changing market uh, that we have going on. So I think you know, from just a macro level, looking at Peloton is very interesting as far as business is concerned to see if they can adapt. A lot of companies go through uh, restructuring and reshaping uh, of the organization as a whole. Um, you know, a lot of companies have gone through that. Uh, Tesla has gone through a couple of those, uh, not changing their core, but uh, releasing new products, you know, going into different markets. Uh, the CEO, Elon Musk, has definitely um, been the limelight of a lot of different uh, talks, has his own fan base um, himself. But there are plenty of companies that go through uh, restructuring and things of that nature. Um, but this is also a great time uh, to look at due diligence. So looking at the due diligence of Peloton, um, if you're an investor in Peloton, this may be a time to potentially restructure uh, or really look at Peloton a little bit more to see uh, what the long-term goal of Peloton is. Now, Peloton has not changed what they're doing, so they're not going to discontinue uh, making uh, the bikes and the athletic equipment that they make, um, but it definitely is going to be a restructuring uh, for the company as a whole. So it's going to be interesting process to see uh, how Peloton uh, reshapes themselves through uh, this very volatile market that we have. Uh, 
Next, let's talk about inflation. So inflation is on everybody's mind. Uh, inflation surged to about 7.5% on an annual basis, even more than expected and is highest since 1982. Uh, so consumer prices surged more than expected over the past 12 months, indicating a worsening outlook for the inflation and uh, cementing the likelihood of substantial interest rate hikes uh, this year. Uh, the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, for January, which measures the cost of dozens of everyday consumer goods, rose 7.5% compared with a year ago. And this was reported by the Labor Department uh, on previously Thursday. And so compared with the Dow Jones estimate of about 7.2% for a closely watched inflation gauge, it was its highest reading since February of 1982. Uh, so stripping out volatile gas and uh, grocery costs, the CPI index, uh, well, CPI increased 6% compared to the estimate of 5.9%. Uh, core inflation rose at its fastest level since August of 1982. The monthly CPI rates also came in hotter than expected, with headline and core CPI both rising 0.6%, compared with estimates for a 0.4% increase by both measures. Uh, stock market futures declined following the report, uh, with rate-sensitive tech stocks hit especially hard. Government bond yields rose sharply, uh, with benchmark 10-year Treasury note touching 2%, uh, its highest since August of 2019, and markets became even more aggressive. Uh, the chance of a 0.5% point Fed rate, Fed rate increase in March rose 44.3%, uh, following the data release compared with 25% just before. This is according to uh, CME data. And so everything is starting to become increasingly more expensive. Uh, we see food and shelter costs uh, rise significantly. Uh, and on a percentage basis, fuel, uh, oil rose uh, most in January, surging 9.5% as part of the 46.5% year-over-year increase. Energy costs overall were up 0.9% for the month uh, and 27% on the year. Vehicle costs, uh, which have been one of the biggest inflation contributors since uh, the surge began in the spring of 2021, were flat with the new model up 1.5% for used cars and trucks in January. Uh, the two categories have posted respective increase of 12.2% and 40.5% over the past 12 months. Shelter costs, uh, which is basically your your home uh, and apartments, uh, so whether you have a house or apartment, uh, those are all wrapped into shelter costs. Uh, we're up about uh, one-third of the total CPI number, increasing 0.3% uh, on the month, uh, which is still a small gain uh, since August 2021 and slightly below December's rise. Still, the category is up 4.4% over the past year and could keep inflation readings elevated in the future. Uh, one that we've all seen is food cost. Food costs have jumped 0.9% uh, for the month and they're up 7% over the past year. Uh, we're starting to see you know food prices increase, gas prices increase, Energy prices increased, their electric bill, gas bill has been uh, a lot higher than normal. Start to see at the grocery stores, um, a lot of prices have increased as well. So overall inflation, um, you know, has really hit the market uh, pretty hard. So real earnings for workers increased just 0.1% uh, on the month uh, when accounting for inflation. And the weekly jobs claims declined 223,000 uh, below the 230 uh, Thousand estimates. So 
basically what it's saying is jobs um, or jobless claims have gone down, uh, but inflation has continued to rise and the amount that workers are paid has gone uh, up, you know, slightly. So people are being paid less. There are uh, less job claims, which means more people are getting jobs, but the pay is not matching inflation. So definitely a very interesting economy that we have overall. It is still earnings week, uh, so we have some a couple of earnings coming up this week. Let's jump into some of the earnings that were in the previous week. Um, as you know, there were some pretty big names uh, that had some pretty large misses uh, from the previous earnings. So Twitter misses its earnings expectation across the board, uh, authorizes a $4 billion uh, in share buyback. Uh, so this is basically when the company itself buys shares uh, of their own stock um, in order to help, you know, solidify the company itself. It can help the stock price overall, uh, but it's basically just to keep them uh, in float and keep the money in house instead of losing money uh, due to, you know, massive sell offs and the shares floating out there. Um, and so the companies initially rose on report uh, where. During its earning call uh, and pre-market trading, but they fell 2% by the end of trading, uh, and this was last Thursday. Uh, earnings per share are $0.33 cents adjusted versus $0.35 cents expected, according to uh, Reventive uh, survey analysis. And then revenue was about $1.57 billion versus the $1.58 billion uh, that they were expecting. Uh, and so for the large number, the m most important number, uh, which I think uh, for a lot of these social media companies is the MDAUs, which is the monetizable daily active users. So this is basically how companies and social media make their money is by the amount of users that they had. You saw Facebook decline quite a bit because they were losing followers uh, or losing subscribers, whichever you want to call it. And so, you know, uh, Twitter's kind of following the same trend. Uh, they had 217 million uh, versus the 218.6 million expected. And so they kind of missed the mark as far as MDAUs are concerned. Um, and so that's less users that marketers could really uh, target. And that's really how the social media companies make their money. Um, they kind of market. Um, hey, we have this many users, this is how many people that you could reach uh, by you advertising your products through us. And that's kind of why Facebook went down or Meta, whichever you want to call it, because they were losing uh, users. So I think Twitter overall uh, is doing a little bit better than Facebook. Um, they didn't really change their name. They haven't really changed their business model. Um, I think Facebook or Meta has really changed their business model a little bit. Um, now, they still are you know, one of the top companies, even though their market cap fell down uh, below NVIDIA's, which fell quite a bit. Um, and so I think ultimately it may be a potential buying opportunity if you believe in Meta. Meta is still a very popular company. Uh, they still have a lot of users uh, at their disposal. Also, Twitter, I think, um, is one of the companies as well that is doing uh, okay. But it seems like they start to go down a little bit uh, with the exit of Jack Dorsey, uh, who has really been switching gears to trying to get into crypto uh, and really getting uh, into Square a lot more actively. And so another company uh, that had their earnings as well is Affirm, uh, and Affirm shares plummeted 21% after the company released its financial results early. Um, and so the share price, uh, $58.68 on Thursday, um, the loss was about $0.57 cents per share, and the revenue uh, that came was $361 million versus the $328.8 million expected. Uh, Affirms that they expect between $1.29 billion and $1.31 billion in revenue for this year ahead of the $1.27 billion expected by analysis. Um, and so 
they had this early release. Um, I think a firm, you know, could potentially continue to do well. Um, I think they have a good business model behind them. Uh, but it was definitely interesting to see this 21% plummet, especially in the lieu of seeing uh, Facebook plummet like 23% um, in that one day fall that they had. So overall, it's still earnings season. Like I said, if there's some companies that you're looking for, this is a great time to do some due diligence, potentially restructure your portfolio to see what deals are out there in the market. Um, you know, from the famous words of Warren Buffett, um, always be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful. So when the market crashes, it's usually a good time to buy some of those good valuation stocks. Always look for names that are, you know, don't change their business model, but are really large cap companies. Like if NVIDIA falls, I think NVIDIA is going to be here for a while. Uh, they make great, you know, electronics. Uh, they have great CPUs and GPUs. In my personal opinion, as crypto mining continues to go up, they're going to continue to make more, even with the chip shortage that's going on. They still have a product that is in high demand, uh, especially like the whole crypto market uh, thing is booming and more people jump into crypto mining. So NVIDIA, every time they go on sale, I usually look at them uh, and see, you know, if I can potentially put some money in there. Bear in mind, it's not financial advice. I'm not telling you to invest or not to invest into any of these stocks, just telling you what's out there. Make sure you go check out some of the earnings. Uh, there's a great website out there to track the earnings or track which companies will be giving earnings. It's called earningwhisper.com. Um, that's a great place to look at. Uh, just to start looking at earnings, um, you can go on the company's website themselves and they'll usually give a press release um, of the earnings. You know, you can also go and listen to the earnings themselves live. They usually have a link on their website as well under every company's investor tab. And so you can get the first news of what's going on in the company, usually before they put they release the press release if they don't give their earnings early. So that's always a great way to look when doing due diligence. But like I said, again, there are tons of deals out there in the market. Uh, there are tons of stocks that are trading at low um, prices. Um, you know, they're still making money, but it seems like the market is starting to sell off a lot more. There are a lot of other features or other factors that are to play uh, with this market sell off, like, you know, political issues that are going on. Uh, you have Fed policies that are still being ramped up. You have inflation, shipping crisis. There's a whole myriad of, of things that are going on in the market that are not just solely directed to these companies individually. But looking at the companies individually can help you make a more informed decision on which companies will be best for shaping your portfolio. If you're new to investing uh, in the stock market in general, I encourage everybody to really learn how to invest in the stock market. That is a great way to build wealth, build wealth, and build long-term income uh, for you and your family. There are great sources on YouTube to look at. Um, there are great sources in general to look at. Um, just Googling how to start investing. There are tons of platforms to get involved with. You have M1, uh, which is a great long-term portfolio Um Avenue, you have Robinhood, you have Webull, um, and then you have, you know, the big names like TD Ameritrade, uh, which is another one. You have Vanguard, which is another one which most companies do uh, that, you know, does majority of 401ks. There are tons of companies out there to get in to, to begin starting to investing uh, with. And also, you might want to con contact a financial advisor. So I encourage everybody, if you want to learn about investing, it's a great way to build some great uh, you can build passive income doing investing, or you can just build, um, you know, generational wealth doing investing. So hopefully this information helped you all out. Good luck to everybody about their trading, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.